Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back. This week I have Shane Rosano sitting down with me. Shane is the owner of Rosano Customs. He lives up in Nina, Wisconsin. I actually had the pleasure of going up and spending a little bit of time with Shane and his team earlier in the year, witnessing a uh, an amazing blessing dinner while I was up there. Got to ride some ATVs, or maybe I, it's a little different, uh, but we <laughs> they weren't four-wheelers, side-by-sides, whatever they were, were in the Beautiful countryside of northern Michigan. But anyway, Shane has had a tremendous amount of success in his business and his roofing company. I watched a overwhelming amount of growth take place in about a 12-month period after I first met Shane. It's really cool to see. And uh, I know he's learned a lot of lessons along the way. And I thought what an amazing opportunity it would be to have him come and sit down and tell us a little bit about his story, his evolution as a business owner. So first and foremost, Shane, thank you for joining us, man. I sure I sure am glad you came on here today. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. How you been, bud? Good. Uh, first off, thank you, Kenny, for having me on your show. Um, things have been good uh, with this economy downturn right now. We're... Uh, not uh, like you said, setting records, but we're we're staying uh, afloat right now. Um, could always do better, but we're blessed where we are. Um, so, absolutely, that's been how how it's been around here for us too. You know, like it was not a year for records by any means, but we do everything that we can. We make sure that we take care of the people who do need our services and own and headed to brighter things next year. I'm sure. So exactly, exactly. But man, I know when me and you first met. You were going through changing some branding. You were telling me that previously you had established core values and that type stuff. And you were one of the first people that was telling me how much that impacted your business and how important that was. Tell me a little bit about what led to that. And uh, you guys still making decisions within those core values. Tell me a little bit about that, too. Sure. So I, I've i been owning my own business for about nine years now, and I've been in the industry for my gosh, 25 plus years, uh, but never could get any traction going. And uh, I had some major life changes happen to me and uh, everything from uh, a divorce to me falling off a roof and almost dying and losing my left arm. So I didn't know where to turn. So I ended up uh, searching online and I found a a guy that coached online businesses and uh, coached uh, other businesses throughout the state and the country, I should say. And uh, one thing led to another and I risked it all and and spent the last dollar I had to go and visit this guy. And uh, it led me down a path where I pretty much followed as much as I possibly could. And it led me to a coaching group that I got involved in that taught me about core values. And once I established the core values, I found that you could attract the people that you wanted to be in your business by being transparent on who you are as a person and who you want to be surrounded by. Those people start to come out of the woodwork and want to work with you. 
So that that was the biggest uh, change in my business. It sounds like the change was more in yourself than it was necessarily in the business. Yeah, I've uh, you know looking back at it, it's probably easier for me to have you know twenty twenty vision, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would say that I wasn't true to myself. Uh, I always would say, let's do this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm wait for the next biggest thing to come out. But I wasn't living up to uh, who I was as a person. And it was always that, let's see what I can do to, so to speak, get rich quick schemes. So I've done yeah. a little bit of everything from uh, retail sales to cell phone sales to window tinting and car stereo mm-hmm. installation. I owned a business for that for a while. And, uh, kind of fell into the construction industry during my divorce. So how long, how long had you been doing roofing and there at Rosano customs before you decided to go down that path and seek help? Um, I was well, been in business for nine years and I would say three and a half, four years ago is when I started to look for coaching. And when that happened, do you believe it was because you were sort of stuck in a rut or did you just know that there was something better for you? Was that was that choice more professional for the business or were you looking to grow internally and see what what you could actually? Uh, It was business, but also personal. Uh, I became born again just before that. And Mm -hmm. I truly believe that once you start to believe that uh, God does not have any coincidences there's always a plan and his plan's always better than any plan we could come up with so i could if i tried to plan out everything that happened in the last four years to me uh i, I couldn't have been a better roadmap like i couldn't have done it myself better than what he did for me for sure i understand that completely man and i asked those questions the way i did because i've i've spoke about it on here in a couple of the previous episodes but one of my favorite books is the mountain is you. I've now read that book three times and essentially doesn't matter what you're dealing with in life, business, the things that you hate about your life or you're uncomfortable with. The mountain is always you. You're typically the problem. You can figure out what you're doing wrong. That's attracting this or causing this or not allowing you to escape a certain situation. Um, And I just think it was sort of a beautiful evolution to see that your roofing company started to evolve as you began to get coaching and educate and grow yourself at the same time you were born again. Just just highlighting that none of those, in my opinion, are coincidences that it all sort of started to come together at the same time. So whenever you start down this path and you start hearing about core values and things you need to do to change internally, one of the things I found after I met you, we started doing a lot of the same things is some of that stuff is met with massive resistance. When you come back to your team, how well, how easy was it to you incorporate these things? Like I know you do a lot of, of, of in-person events. I see you at, at, especially the ones that we go to with win rate, but seminars, uh, expos, conferences, these type things, when you would do this, how do you go back and implement some of this so that it actually can take place and you can experience some of the growth and and camaraderie you've experienced since you started doing these things? Sure. Uh, So I didn't just find resistance in the business world. I found the resistance in my personal world as well. Mm -hmm. Um, People close to you, relatives, family members, uh, close friends 
that believed you were one person uh, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to be that person anymore. And it was more of just not just saying about the core values, but being the core values. And that changed everything. When you do the actions long enough, um, there isn't usually a day that doesn't go by that I don't get some type of message from somebody on Facebook or a text message randomly. Hey, we've been watching you. We've followed your journey. We've, you know, basically they're waiting to see if it's the real deal. If I'm just putting on a show or if it's actually, I'm actually who I say I am. And I try to tell people no matter where you find me, whether I'm on Facebook or this podcast or in a customer's home or at my house, I'm going to be the exact same person. And then just being transparent about it, not trying to put on a show while you're with a customer or try to fake it with your relationships or anything like that. It really is transparent and it becomes a weight that's lifted off your shoulders when you're not trying to live um, multiple lives, basically. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think one of the best things I ever did for myself, for my mental health was start telling myself every morning that today I'm going to be unapologetically me. Like I'm just going to be myself. I, I spent a lot of time trying to impress people, not necessarily impress people and, and be fake, but I was always concerned with how people perceived me, what they thought about me, what they were saying behind my back, you know, whether or not I was going to fit in or be good enough. Those things a lot of times were in front of my mind. And when I stopped worrying about that stuff, I just started thinking about what I could do for other people, how I could help other people and just make the world a better place. And as cliche as that sounds, I don't mean that, mean it that way, but, but genuinely, how do you show up? How do you make everything around you better? And when I started living that way and quit really worrying about what people thought about me, um, I, it felt like people started liking me more. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of, right. it's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, it's something about just being genuine, I think attracts people to want to come around and, and be around you anyway. And the, having the core values, man, is a great way to do that. Uh, so those of you who are listening, who don't, maybe aren't familiar, maybe newer in business, um, Shane, tell us a little bit about how, how you came up with that. Cause they're not just words on the wall, obviously. Right. So how did you come up with that and and how did you sort of implement strategies to incorporate them within everything that you do? Sure. So, you know, I've worked for a bunch of corporations where there were a bunch of words on the wall and I could not remember the 10, 15, 20 words and the mission statement and all that stuff. So when this was presented to me through a coach, uh, his name was Thomas Keenan, and I read his book, it was very... uh, like that's not suited for me type of type of thing. But then once I actually had an exercise done with um, my current coach uh, through win rate, uh, we sat down and I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense because he's basically coming up with ideas that you already are. You just don't even realize that you are that person. Mm -hmm. And once you actually identify that and make it something simple that you can relate to and They're not just words. They're uh, like, for instance, ours is an acronym of roofs since we're a roofing company. Mm -hmm. So it's real easy to remember what roofs stands for. And it's a lot easier to implement something like that versus respect, integrity, you know, all this opportunities and, you know, all the different big cliche words that really might not mean anything to those people that are hired on. 
Uh, and like I said, once we actually started to advertise those core values in our um, in our Facebook Lives or when we did a um, hiring campaign, it attracted people with very similar core values. And then it's really easy to hold those people accountable. They almost hold themselves accountable to their core values if they're the exact same or very similar core values to what you are. Yep. And that's what I found 100% here once we implemented ours and came home. And we did the same thing. Our mission is to revolutionize an industry and change the way that people view roofing. So we use the word change is the, the acronym for ours. And uh, I think it's very, very, I don't know, inspirational sort of to do it that way. Everybody gets bought in. They feel like they're actually in part, part of implementing change in the, in the industry. And that's what we're trying to do, man. So I appreciate, appreciate that insight, man. I, I just want to, I want to get to know Shane a little bit. Um, what what do you think it was that had you zero in and decide that Rosano Customs was the path forward instead of the stereo equipment and the cell phones? Like what what got you honed in on roofing, siding, and windows? Yeah. Uh, so again, during my divorce, I was working at a retail company, and um. When I'd go home on my days off, I got really depressed and my cousin owned a construction company and he's like, Hey, why don't you come out and work with me on the days off? And you're going to be so tired by the end of the time when you get home, you're not even going to think about being depressed or anything like that. So I went out, um, worked with him quite a bit and learned the ropes of construction and found out why customers were so happy with his work. And him and I have very similar, you know, raised very similar. So we had very similar core values that um, looking back on it. But then <clears throat> what I realized was construction is uh, your body can't handle construction forever. So swinging a hammer, uh, setting trusses, uh, carrying shingles, that's that's hard, hard work. And I appreciate the crews that work with me that, um, you know, every day they're the ones that make us look good. Uh, but I'm also very good at talking to customers. So I was always one of the top people working in retail situations. So I was very good with sales. I was very good with communication. Uh, and what ended up happening was I'm like, how can I combine the two together? And I started working for another in-home improvement company and they gave really bad training and I was not making any money. So I left that company and went for another guy that I worked with in the retail industry. And he's like, hey, Al, you set your prices, you set your leads, you can pay your own paycheck and we can start this new construction business. And I'm like, okay, I had no clue what I was doing. So I started working for that company. And after a while, I found my path was led to work for another in-home company that did some really good training, <clears throat> worked mm -hmm. for them and made more money than I, I knew what... I was going to do with like it was just it was to me at the time unfathomable and mm -hmm. it went to my head pretty quick and then i had uh found that there's more to life than money so yep. and then once i left that company tried to start rosno customs it never really took off a hundred percent but i knew there was something more and again having some other life changes. And then again, the accident falling off the roof was kind of like, okay, I should probably get really serious about this. This isn't just a hobby anymore. 
And now I've grown my business by quite a bit year over year to the point where now there's multiple people that rely on me for a paycheck. And it's my attitude has changed and shifted now to it's not just about me and my family and my daughter and, you know, putting a roof over her head. But when you have to worry about all the people that you provide a job for, that's it, it hits a little bit different. I remember earlier this year, one of my sales guys um, lettered his truck and it, he had the best looking Rosenau Customs truck out there. And everybody that saw it's like, oh, you Shane, you got a new truck as an owner? I'm like, no, that's actually one of my mm-hmm. sales guys. And I sat in the parking lot and looked at the truck and I and it brought me to tears. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, it's a different reality now. Like I have to really worry about not just me and my kid, but I got to worry about all these people that now look at me for a paycheck and for guidance. And it hits a little bit different then. It does hit a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It, hits a, it hits a lot different than like, you know, I, you, you start out on a path to make money and do something good for yourself. And then there are days that people don't see you're in there just hoping you make enough money this week to pay those guys. Like knowing you probably won't have enough to pay yourself most likely but just man i just don't want to let anybody down that hits a lot different than just going out and chasing a few dollars for sure without a doubt so whenever you are going let's back up just a minute you did a little bit of going back and forth for through a few different companies yeah during that time were you were you did you realize you wanted to do something for yourself um like in that in that time were you still just trying to figure it out or to be honest, I didn't have a desire for that. What I found in the corporate world was I always worked my way up and I was really good and mm-hmm. I did what they told me to do, but I always had to have the why behind it. And when they couldn't give me the why and I challenged it, they always pulled the ladder out from under me. So I always figured there was something better. I just, I never dreamed in a million years that I would own my own company and <laughs> a multi million dollar company, to be, you know, frank with you. Like, never never crossed my mind i know and that's why i'm so happy that we're having this conversation because it fascinates me i want to know what it was in your mind that that triggered when you said you know what i'm gonna do this on my own um was it that you didn't feel like you fit in anywhere or because like i know there have been jobs that i worked at the past even in even in during my law enforcement careers you expect things to be a certain way when you go to a new job you expect people to be a certain way and i would get there and i'd quickly realize this isn't what i thought that it would be at all and then you start seeing sort of flaws in the systems at times and everything else and <laughs> and law enforcement is very political you can see people get ahead just by being somewhere for a long longer period of time and stuff like that and that stuff started bothering me and it was a lot of that that actually drove me to decide you know i want to do something where i'm in control of my own future like even if i even if i i mess up royally and end up with absolutely nothing i want it to be my fault but i'm more interested in the upside so i was wondering if something like that was happening or if you just kind of so i i always saw that happening around me and it it drove excuse me drove me nuts um but i didn't it didn't put a fire under me to say, Hey, you need to do something on your own. Um, literally going through all these other companies, the last company that I worked for before I, I started my own company. Um, I worked for them for a whole summer. They promised me everything under the world, the moon, and the stars. And I 
got to the end of the summer and they said, well, you really don't aren't fitting here because you want to do your own thing. I really think you want to start your own business. And I'm, I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to do something unique under somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. And uh, they let me go right at the worst possible time in Wisconsin to start a roofing company, which was the end of August, which we've got about two months and then snow starts to happen, which is almost going to happen any day now. So yeah, um, I didn't know what to do. And I was terrified. Uh, I had a family that I had to provide for and a wife that didn't work. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So all I knew was what I was taught at the company prior to that company was how to talk to people. And so I brought a bag with some roofing supplies to a customer's house, knocked on their door and said, Hey, would you be interested in a free roof estimate? Didn't have a clue what I was doing. Didn't know anything about anything. And they go, sure. (laughs) After that self-talk in your head, which I'm sure you've had it before is, um, you know, I'm not good enough that that nobody's going to want to buy from me. Nobody wants to do anything. Why am I even doing this? And I'm a failure. So I would drive, I would leave for the day and park my car in a parking lot and play on my phone. And that's when Pokemon Go was a big thing. And I would basically drive around the town really slow and play Pokemon Go thinking I was going to get jobs. Well, nobody's going to jump out of their house and knock on my car door and say, hey, I want a roof from you. I was driving a Jetta. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> nobody knew yeah. who I was. So I said, finally, I just, in my head, you know, I said, get out of your car and go knock on that door. And what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody's going to tell me no. Okay. Well then I'm just as far as I was before. So yeah, somebody said yes. And, and I had doubts. I've had doubts and I still have doubts, but like, our, like we talk about in our coaching, you know, be careful what you wish for, because the problems that you have to that you have today, you wished you had six That's months right. ago or even three months ago or a year ago. Because I look back, I'm like, man, I, I I asked for these problems and I still complain about them from time to time. <laughs> it's hard not to complain yeah, right? at times, man. It really is. But I, I feel that deeply. I'm in the same situation. Uh, We prayed for the circumstances that we have around us right now. And then we catch ourselves complaining about it from time to time. It's like, you can't be that way. That's why it's important to wake up and express gratitude every morning for the things you have. It's one of the most important things I believe that I do as soon as I wake up every day. And man, when I was up there with you guys, it had it was just coming out of the snow season. I was hoping so bad that I could make it back up there and catch some some fall trees and stuff before the snow fell but it doesn't look like i'm gonna be able to make it happen that's okay we got it comes every year it does it'll come, it'll, come for the snow come for the snow again it'll be fun for you it'll, it'll keep going but man when you were sitting there telling uh talking about how you were riding around in a jetta and had no idea what you were doing those are the moments that i love on the show that's why i like having these conversations why i like them not scripted because I realized as you were telling that, that the only thing that really separates Shane Rosenau from everybody else is you decided to put Pokemon down and knock on a door and here you are. It's like, it's literally, now don't get me wrong. You had to do a lot of other things oh, yeah, between, yeah. between putting a phone down and <laughs> running a multi-million dollar roofing company, but it had to start somewhere. And that's the problem that I see is most people never take that first step to start. They they stay in the mindset of they're not good enough. 
and I can just numb this with Pokemon. Let's just, con- you know, whatever the, your vice of the moment may be. I and think I that has I- to do with getting around the right people too. You know, getting around people like yourself when you came here, uh, we don't, not that we don't have a lot of people in this that think the same way, but if you want to get around the the different mindsets and get out of the mindset that you're in, staying with the people that have that same mindset are not going to help you get out of the mindset yeah. that you're in. So that's you, why you when I identified my core values and people didn't align with that, they're like, well, why don't you come and hang out? Or, hey, let's go grab a quick coffee. Like it, People don't understand that, and that's probably the hardest thing as you have to grow and it's okay. And realizing that it's okay to grow with uh, losing some people that might not fit with what you're trying to get to. Like, it's like what that's you said right. to be un- uh, unapologetic you, you know, and that's, that's great. I still yes. have problems with that at time. I'm like, well, I gotta appease this person because they're in my life right now. Or, you know, I don't want to say no to that person, or I should go and hang out with these people or, go to dinner and eat the bad food with these people. And it's okay. It's just a one time and your head makes those excuses because that's mm-hmm. what going with the flow is. And that's, if you want to be different, it's, I'm not different than anybody else. Like you said, I just decided to take some actions and have I had hundred percent success? No. Like you said, before we even got on the call, like tell me how awesome it was when you started and nothing went wrong and <laughs> you've had nothing but roses and gold paved road. Like, no, it, bull crap. It's been nothing. It's, a, but, it's been obstacle after obstacle. And there's so many times and I'm sure there'll still be this week, another obstacle that'll come up and go, always. why are you doing this? <laughs> Man, I, I say all the time, I realize when I chose to be an entrepreneur, what I really chose was the most demanding sort of complicated way to wake up and live life every day because it comes at you hard and fast and it comes every single day. And I have found that no matter what it is, if I have set my sights on something, I'm like, if I can just achieve this, it'll be so much easier. If I can hire this person, it'll be so much easier. If I can just get this one contract, everything will be so much easier. And every time we do this, whatever that next big thing it's is, not easier. it's not any easier. <laughs> no. There's something else that we have to solve. There's something else that we have to figure out. So I just decided a long time ago, I'm going to quit looking for the easy and quit looking for the relief and just embrace that this is what I chose. This is what we show up for. Yeah. And uh, be well, happy. The win is just getting your feet out of bed and putting them on the ground in the morning. Like that's that's a hard. Some days that's hard. You know that to me, a lot of days legitimately is the hardest part is getting up. Except for the mornings where I incorporate the cold plunge. That's for that is the hardest part of every day. <laughs> uh, but once again, once I get out of that thing, I feel absolutely amazing. I've never regretted getting in there, but I've regretted. Just being like, I'll just wait till tomorrow. I've re- I've regretted that, but I've never actually made myself get in there and then and then felt regret for that. Just like going to the gym, I hate yep. going to the gym. The only reason I've been going as consistently as I have for the last two months is my fourteen year old son wants to go every single day, so I pick him up at school. We go to the gym, we work out. I dread it during the day, even the and I don't as much now as I was. That's that's a funny thing too. But as soon as I get there and start working out, the way you feel, the endorphins are going. We get in the sauna afterwards. By the time I'm in the sauna, it's like I can't even – I can't believe that any part of me didn't want to come do this. Like this is the most amazing I have felt ever. Yeah. I'm glad you it, said that because 
at our last coaching event, Mike mentioned something and he changed his terminology. So the night before our dinner, he left and said, I want you guys to know that I have chose to live uh, happy from now on. Like this year is year of Mm -hmm. happiness. And then the next day he came back, he goes, I did you guys wrong because I think you took it wrong. Like choosing happiness. And he showed a handwritten scale, which was pretty funny with his finger. (laughs) (laughs) Choosing happiness might be to you. Hey, let's go get ice cream. That makes you happy right now. But then you regret the decision that you had the ice cream, right? Hmm. He's like, I want to end the day happy, which means I have to start the day with difficult decisions that I don't want to maybe make or have to do. But knowing those conversations are had or those decisions are made like the cold plunge or mm-hmm. doing that extra set at the gym or taking that extra walk. Um, at the end of it, you feel better. So you leave on a higher note and it's all about at the end of the day, not having any regrets of what you did or didn't do. It's about the stuff that you accomplish. So you can say, you know what, I don't have to have that difficult conversation tomorrow because that's going to be a baggage that I'm going to be carrying on my back for the next day or two. I'm going to choose to live happy. So I'm going to have that conversation or do that cold plunge or not eat the junk food when I want to. And at the end of the day, I'm going to feel better and happier about me and my life so I can keep going on a happy stroke up. For sure. A hundred percent. I agree with every, every bit of that. It's just, Actually, making yourself get out of bed can be one of the hardest things in the world to do, but it's also one of the simplest things to do. That's why when I say there's no difference between Shane Rosano and the person still playing Pokemon, it is as simple as putting down your phone, putting down whatever your vice is and going and doing something, just making a choice to do something. And then the real difference is you have to continue to make that hard choice a hundred times, single... a thousand times a day. Yeah, every it's not day. just once a day. <laughs> no, it's not just once. It's just once you decide to make to take a step, is take another step, take another step. And before long, it's like me now for two months, every day going to the gym with my son. I actually find myself now looking forward to that. Like I I wake up and as I'm starting my day, I'm already grabbing workout clothes and socks and a water bottle and stuff to get my bag ready. So I, I know I don't want to have to it, to interfere with my day in the afternoon because it's just, I know it's something that's going to happen this right. afternoon. Well, for at least two years, I'll start, I, I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. I had told myself I'll start on Monday for so long. It's like, it, it legitimately was one of the areas of my life where I was the least happy. And I knew I was at least happy. It had nothing to do with how I looked, how I felt. But the fact that I had been telling myself I was going to start on Monday for two years, it's like, man, if you can't even go to the gym, how do you expect to do? And that comes from hanging around with people like you. It comes from hanging around with people who push you to be a better you and hold yourself accountable. And I start thinking to myself, man, I'm, I, I've got to. I've, and it's not that you have to wake up at 430 every day. It's not that you have to be in the gym every day. It's not that you have to take care of yourself. But when you do those things, not waking up at 430, I still don't do that. But when you go to the gym, when you take care of yourself, <laughs> when you exercise, when you stretch, when you when you put the proper fuel in your body, you're just capable of showing up different. And you're capable of showing up for those people around you different. And what I found is when I started trying to help people out and be there for people, I have a ton of people like you in my life and past guests on this podcast, all the ones that are going to come in the future, who will show up every day to try to help me 
be a better me. And a lot of these people are are like wildly successful, more successful than I would have ever dreamed possible for myself or any of my friends when I was first coming up. And as, as a, as a kid, not first coming up when I was being raised to believe that I guess rich people aren't the best people on the planet and they're greedy. So to now have friends that I'm around that are successful and, and look to do bigger things in life that will also drop what they're doing at the drop of a hat to help me out is just something I never, this isn't how I thought things were supposed to be. If that makes sense. This isn't what I was raised to believe. It's not what society teaches. It's you not, it's not what society taught me was out there. And it, that's why, you know, the whole, I believe, I believe the whole, you have to be loyal to your friends, no matter what. A lot of that mentality, I think is, it could be one of the main reasons we don't evolve as a society, if someone's not good for you and they don't have your best interest in heart, walk away from them and don't even apologize. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not even being mean. It's not even being rude. It's just, I have plans. I have dreams. I have desires. This is not going to help me get there. I wish you were coming with me. You're not. That's cool. I hope I see you again. High five them and leave them. Right. It's not that you can't ever associate yourself with those guys again. That's right. But it's it, like you said, it's like, I hope, you know, our paths cross. I want you to come along on this journey, but I'm not that guy that ate a full pizza every night and drinks every night and plays PlayStation. Like I, I like people ask me, we're big in, in Wisconsin. What's the one big thing in Wisconsin is Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you a Packer fan? You got it. What do you think of the Packers? I'm like, there are so many years, Kenny, that I would sit either at the bar or at home, and we would have like heated discussions. Well, if that um, umpire would have done it differently, this ref would have called the play here. We would have won the game if Rodgers would have thrown the ball here. If Favre would have done this <laughs> and this, and if we would have drafted that. It, in the big game scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Not it even a little bit. Millionaires don't change how I do my day to day business. It's not going to change how uh, John that goes to the foundry works and how his. Like he's going to make an extra 10 bucks an hour because we won a game on Sunday. It doesn't matter. It doesn't so matter. I waste my time on that. Not that I don't know what's going on from time to time, but I don't need to sit three hours and then go to the bar and talk to a bunch of drunk people about how I think this is the best thing in the world. Like it's, it's sheerly entertainment. It's like watching That's... a movie and letting it just kind of like go away for a little bit. So me and Macy, had this same this exact same conversation here within the last two weeks in a little bit we we've traveled the past couple days we took the babies up to lake gunnersville and just did a little bit of a mental reset and uh we were talking because of the here in alabama for anybody who's listening who's not from alabama we have no professional sports there's no basketball there's no nba nfl nothing we have college football so that is our alabama and auburn college football in the state of Alabama is like the Packers to you guys in Wisconsin. Like this is, it's our, the the iron bowl when Alabama and Auburn play, this is our super bowl. If you were to move to Alabama tomorrow, we'd be like, Shane, are you an Alabama and Auburn fan? And you, you would probably be like, I don't know. I like the Packers. I'd be like, that's cool. And you can like any other college team too. That's fine. But you have to pick one of these two. You have to pick a side if you're going to live here. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be neutral. So it's that serious. And I found the other day, uh, just this past weekend, I saw a lot of people talking about Alabama having a struggle win, and I realized I didn't even, I didn't even watch the game. It wasn't even, 
on my radar of things that were important to me that day. Would I have liked to have caught the game? Absolutely. I still love to watch them, but I can no longer tell you who all the starting linemen are. I can't tell you who's suspended. I can't tell you who they're going after and you know what the recruiting class looks like. I don't have any idea about any of that stuff. But if I get a chance to catch a game, I watch it. If they lose, it no longer affects me emotionally. I no longer allow it to take from my day. It's, it, it's, it turns into, man, that sucks. Would have been cool if they won. That's it. Like that's that's, yeah. that's it. That's, that's all the thought I give it. And I'm going to tell you what, it's so much more enjoyable to me when I do catch the games this way because there's no pressure. Like the fact that I used to feel like I felt pressure during a sporting event that I'm not involved <laughs> in actually seems kind of silly to me now. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not putting anybody who still cares that much about the sport down. Like it's it's also no. very fun. It's fun yeah, to be yeah. that ingrained it's in it. It's the little steps, right? So that's right. And I, letting that consume their life. All I'm saying things. is if you are currently a multimillionaire and you want to be that consumed by the by a sport, then get, by all means, go. But if you have goals in your life that you're chasing, the only thing that you can let consume you and drive you emotionally has to be those goals and that outcome. Or you're never going to reach them. You're never going to get there. Once you become that obsessed, with being successful, one day you will be successful and you can go back to drooling over stupid stuff. But right. you can't, you can't, you can't live in, in that world. You can't be more concerned about Aaron Rodgers' ankle injury, which y'all probably don't care now because he's over at the Jets, but you can't be more concerned about, you know, something that has absolutely nothing to do with your life than your own goals and expect to hit those said goals. Correct. That's how I feel. But man, whenever you started having more success and and started to actually build a team. Tell me a little bit about that. How was that? Was that when it when it started to switch from just being Shane to actual what we see now, Rosano Customs, how did that take place and transpire? Oh, it went perfect. I hired the perfect hires right away. Um, they went out and sold their butts off. I hired the perfect right. production manager the first time ever. That's right. And never had an issue with a crew. I mean, it was perfect. I don't, I don't know. There we was go. With you, the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's <laughs> what the show's for. We just bring everybody on here. Just like I said at the <laughs> beginning, it's, everything goes flawless, smooth. But, uh, right. but in all uh, joking no, aside... I mean, I, I I hire a lot with, like I said, core values, but I hire a lot with my uh, heart and my gut. And then I'm slow to fire. I always look at the best in somebody, what they could possibly bring to the team. If we just give them a little bit more, they could, you know, if they just do this, they could get it right. Oh, they made a mistake this one time. They, it's a different mistake this time. We can let it slide. Um, and it, Honestly, looking back, it's it has hurt me um, a tremendous amount. Uh, you know, I, Mike's going to probably listen to this podcast. So the, <laughs> the thing is, is Mike was very much on my case about getting rid of certain people when it needed to be. And he's good at um, making those decisions a lot faster than I was and still am to this day. I still have a problem with some of that. But there was one in in particular that we had a discussion about, and he, I could tell he wasn't happy. 
And I had to go and talk to him and he's like, yeah, I'm just not happy here anymore. I'm like, okay, well let's, let's move on. And it worked out better because Mm -hmm. then I was able to bring in the right people. And you're sometimes you're scared of letting those people go because you're not aware that if you don't let them go, it's not going to open up the doors for somebody else that might be waiting. You think, well, if I just hold on to that person, because there's not another person out there that could do this, or they've done so much for me in the past, but honestly, that's hurting you more than hurting your, your, that person, right? Let that person go and let them move on to something they want to do. And and then you can find the right person that fits your culture better. Yeah. For, and Mike saying that to you, it's that I want to point out something very important. If you don't have a coach or a mentor, or someone in your life that you can call on or reach out to or talk to bounce ideas off of, you're dropping the ball pretty big. Just like Shane was just saying, even if it's not a coach, if it's just someone that you can talk to that has your best interest at heart, that you can explain certain scenarios to because Mike, from the outside looking in, he's not emotionally invested in that relationship the way you are. He's not emotionally invested in your company the way you are. So when you have someone that you can say, there's something askew here, something's off. I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel right. And you present that to someone who's not emotionally involved. They don't have those emotional blinders on and they can look at, well, there's your problem right there. You got to get rid of this guy. And but that's also finding the people, and yeah, I think you have to clarify this, not finding just anybody to take that Not advice. just anybody. It has to be somebody, and not just somebody that you think has your best interest involved, right? Because you are you would think like your parents would have the best interest involved, or your grandparents might have your best best interest involved. But they have they ever been in your shoes that's before? Someone qualified. Right. So yeah. like before my grandfather passed away, the most he ever made in his life was 50 grand a, a year. Mm-hmm. You know, this, our material bills are, they can be that weekly or even daily. So dealing with a completely different mindset was, is, is not talking to him about That's right. how I should pay my bills for my business is not, <laughs> not That's how right. I, or, or who I should let go or or hire because he's never had to hire or fire anybody, but using somebody like Mike or somebody like you, where you've been there, done that, and you've made the mistakes, why reinvent the wheel? Ask somebody else. And that's why you get a coach involved um, or a mentor involved that says, Hey, you know, I've, I've made that screw up. Don't do that again. Go this route. And it's your choice to listen to that person or not. And I, I'll tell you straight up, and Mike knows this, it took me nine months to start to listen to the advice that he gave me. You know, I always tell people that his foot and my head did not fit comfortably up my butt. <laughs> and as soon as I removed my head and I let his foot just keep kicking me and say, you know, what's the worst that can happen if I listen to Mike's advice? Mm-hmm. And I just followed as much as he gave me for two months. And I had a 500% increase in my business overnight. Now, it you know, I say overnight, but it really wasn't. It was because things were waiting in place for me to just implement and do 100%. it. And finding that right person. Now, finding, you know, your buddy that you go to the bar with or you go to a game with and say, hey, what do you think about, you know, John Smith that works for me? Do you think I should fire him? And he's like, yeah, I hate John Smith. Well, he, he said, or no, John's one of our buddies. Why are you going to let him go? That's not right, you know. That's 100%. not the right thing that you're looking for. So you, you have to make forward. sure that that person is qualified. Exactly. A hundred percent. And as I say it on here often is 
you know, you don't want to go to your uncle and say, hey, I have this idea. Your uncle's been a school bus driver his entire life, and he's going to tell you that product will never work in the market. Like, how do you know that? You know, like I believe God puts a vision on your heart for a reason. Yep. If you see it, I believe you can achieve it. That's just, it may be, if if Elon Musk can be CEO at SpaceX and Tesla, you can pretty much take any of your ideas and make some money with them, is, is how mm-hmm. I believe. If somebody can reach that level of helping NASA put people on Mars, just some random guy. So if he can achieve that, you can't tell me that you can't be the best roofing company in your market. You 100% can. Everybody can. As long as you just show up, stay disciplined, live life with a little intention, and surround yourselves with people like Shane Rose and I. Or Kenny. (laughs) Shane, man, thank you so much for coming on here. Before you hop off, the last thing that stays pretty uniform on the show is is I give everybody an opportunity to give a piece of advice, anybody n- new to business, thinking about starting a business, what's advice that Shane Rosano would give them today? I would say definitely seek out somebody that you would admire in the business or the field that you want to go to, like again, a mentor or a coach mm-hmm. and talk to them, reach out to them. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, don't think that you know it all. Um, don't don't think that people in those situations won't help out because most of those people, all they're ask, all they're waiting for is for you to ask. And unless you sure. ask, there's no way that you're gonna get an answer. And if you ask, the worst thing they could say is no. <laughs> so you find for somebody sure. else. You ask the same question. And just in case we have a few listeners who don't like to read, I do put in the description how they can find you and reach out to you and follow your any of your wisdom moving forward. If you want to share a little bit of that where people can find you before we hop off here, I'd appreciate it. I know they would too. So we're on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me, Shane Rosno uh, on uh, Facebook, or you can go to Rosno customs and you can see us on mainly Facebook or on our website. We're getting that revamped, but you'll be seeing some pretty different things coming out in the next year from us. So even if you just want to watch and see all of our live videos, that would be perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Shane. Once again, so much for coming on, man, sharing your story. I sure do appreciate it. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respective field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.